Financial fraud on this episode of Cyber Sentinel. Hello, I'm Alan Adcock. I am CEO of ASC Group. We are a Atlanta-based uh, IT services firm. And on this episode of Cyber Sentinel, I'm joined by Jason Waters of JW Financial Group. Um, Jason, tell us a little bit about JW and how you all help business owners. Sure. So JW Financial Group is an accounting, as an outsourced fractional CFO and controller level firm. So we do accounting for small businesses, all the, from bookkeeping all the way up to helping a company sell. And so we're really involved in um, a lot of times cleaning up messes, but then keeping businesses going the right direction. And uh, I understand you've got a podcast as well? I do. I have a podcast and a video uh, that we release. It's called Cash Flow with Jason Waters, geared toward business owners, where we're bringing them nuggets of information that, that I think are helpful for their business. It could be around banking or getting loans. It could be around hiring the right CPA. So there's a lot of, a lot of things we do on that show. How important are internal processes to prevent embezzlement or other financial fraud? Yeah, so on this show, we talk a lot about cybersecurity um, and, and other uh, you know, areas that are important to business owners. On the internal process and financial stuff, Jason, why don't you jump in here and talk to us about some things that business owners need to keep in mind. Sure. And so, you know, obviously you have the cyber, um, cyber fraud, if you will, but you also have the old-fashioned old -fashioned fraud that happens in an office without proper controls. And, and that would be, and if you're a cash-based business, who has access to the cash? Who is responsible for counting? You know, I, as a former banker, I uh, saw, so, you know, teller, I was, was a teller for a, a brief amount of time as a commercial banker for most of the time, but you know, tellers always had to have somebody count them out, make sure the cash is there. There were dual controls. And so a big thing for small businesses is really dual control. And then who is responsible for what? Is it the same person that authorizes the check and a different person that can sign the check? And so those kind of things are important. Great. So those are things you can come into an, an organization, a small, medium-sized business, and, and really help that owner to put those processes in place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what we see a lot is, um, and for, to no fault of their own, a business owner starts a business. They're doing everything they can just to run it. They don't have enough. I mean, you're a CEO of a one-man shop, one-woman shop at the time, and you do everything. That's and right. And so you, then you hire your first employee. And then your first employee starts taking a little bit of that from you. But you haven't thought about, okay, should this employee have access to this? Or I just need them to do it because I'm surviving. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're coming in there looking at your process and saying, making recommendations on how to fix it. Yeah, much like when we come into an organization that's in that growth mode, um, taking that network and, and dividing up access rights and things like that on the network so that you're, you're compartmentalizing who can see what data and, and keeping HR separate, keeping the finances separate from the rest of the staff kind of thing. Exactly. Awesome. In your experience working with business owners, what type of cyber attack financial losses have you seen most often? Here on Cyber Sentinel, we're always looking out for businesses, um, trying to keep you guys abreast of what kinds of attacks we're seeing in the wild. So on the financial side, what kind of losses have you seen um, from small, medium-sized businesses? You know, from a banking standpoint, that's where the biggest financial losses happen. I mean, uh, if you look at check fraud and wire fraud, uh, those are two of the biggest biggest things going on these days. Yeah, um, wire fraud we've talked about quite a bit. Yeah, um, and for example, let's say you're a business owner or a, or an individual and you're closing on a loan transaction. There are so many fraudsters out there that are going to try to get you to wire your money for your down payment to a false account. And so I'm always telling anytime you're wiring, make sure it's coming from the actual source 
uh, like in, in that case, it would be an attorney. The actual law firm that is saying, here, wire it to our account. You've called and you've verified that that's it. I've heard of stories where it's so sophisticated that there were some, someone rerouted the phone system so that when you call back to, about that wire, it went to the person committing the fraud that said, oh, yeah, that's it. So, Yeah, we have seen that. Um, we've also seen uh, in the case where a closing attorney's office has actually been infected uh, with uh, spyware yep. so that um, the fraudsters are actually watching all the email coming in. So when an email, an email message came through unencrypted with those wire instructions and everything, um, they went and actually wired the money out right before the closing because they knew the funds were there. They knew how much to ask for. Um, and um, there was a little bit of a shock there at closing for, for that uh, sure. client. Yeah, so definitely important. Most of what we see is wire fraud at these, this point. Um, emails that uh, look like they are from your CEO to your internal CFO or to your accounting mm -hmm. department saying, hey, I need you to send this transfer to this. Very important to have a process where you're, you're validating by another method that that is actually what needs to happen. That's right. Yeah, perfect. Right. Uh, if you want me to touch on check fraud a little bit, it's still very commonplace. Is it really? Yes. And so a lot of times, you know, one of the things is to reduce the amount of checks you write. Of course, that's moving it to an electronic medium. So then you got to make sure the electronic platform is, is secure. So, you know, one risk, I mean, you give up one thing, you gain something else, right? Right. However, you know, there are, banks have a program called Positive Pay, which I recommend for clients. And what it does is you upload your check file and a check won't clear unless you've pre-uploaded pre that file. And so oh, it's great. a fraud prevention that banks have. And so- is, um, Can any can any company any participate business, in that? Yeah, as long as your bank has it, any business okay. can do it. There's gonna be a cost, but the cost is worth the, uh, the yeah. cost is worth it. Yeah, worth the protection. Sure. Excellent, great idea. Some business owners seem to have given up attempts to fight cyber crimes and security breaches. Are they ignoring the true costs of a breach and system downtime? So this is a great question. We've we've talked to some companies here recently that that have just kind of thrown up their hands and said we're you know with all the the um, almost daily uh, news around breaches for large organizations, big hospital groups, Target, all those, um, they're like well, we're a small to medium sized business. What you know why should we even try to fight this? If we get hit, we're just going to pay the ransom and and get our stuff unlocked. Obviously, we talk a lot about that. We're we're in the never pay the ransom mode here at ASC Group. Um, what other kind of things have you seen, um, Jason, around the cost to a company if they do suffer some kind of a, of a, of a cyber attack, be it ransomware or something else? Probably not as many as you have, <laughs> but um, plenty of times where we've seen the attacks come in to smaller companies. And um, I, haven't, I haven't personally experienced the ransomware. I know that's a... Yeah, we want to avoid that. Yeah, but, I mean, or I haven't seen a client that has had it, but Good. I've had plenty that have had... Um, this have not even taken the basic steps on their to keep their computer safe. My argument I would have on like big companies, you know, experience the fraud. Why should I bother? They a big company has a lot of holes to fill. They do. If you think about um, some, you know, a large organization and how many computers and how many people and how many networks uh, you have to keep safe, you could probably find a crack easier. It, why would you not want to take care of your smaller business, you know, that has one Wi-Fi? Right. That's right. So, um, That's right. Nah. Yeah, the costs are not nearly as you know the the simpler the network, the 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 cost to up armor yourself is not that bad. Um, you know, all of those costs. If you if you get ransomware, um, oh, we're seeing about a fifty percent rate of being able to unencrypt files. So even if you do pay that ransom, only about fifty percent of the time 
do you actually get the keys at work to get that back unlocked? Right. They're also really good at putting in, they're gonna, you know, once somebody's on your network, um, they're gonna run around in that network for a period of time, and the last thing they're gonna do usually is to launch that ransom attack. So they've already been in there for an unknown amount of time. They're gonna deposit stuff in there that's gonna allow them to get back in after the fact, uh, once you've done the remediation, so they can relaunch that again. They want an annuity out of this, they're gonna keep hitting you as long as they possibly can. Um, and we've seen that quite a bit, where you'll you'll get a, an attack in a small business, they'll get everything put back together, they'll wait three months, bang, hit them again, um, and and it's just a business for these guys. Um, they're attacking them. Sure. And then think about this. I mean, you have your own loss of your own financial loss to pay the ransom, but what happens if they get your client's information, and then there's fraud on your client, and then you're losing a client, and then you exactly. haven't done your your uh, responsibility, which is to keep that data safe then you could be out of business. Absolutely. I mean, you could, you could lose Absolutely. your clients, you could be out of business. So to me, that's like a, a restaurant getting a failing score. When's the next time you're gonna go eat there after you read that in the paper? Uh, not likely. And so their customers have a lot of options of where they do business and it's not worth the risk. Yeah, so the latest statistics we've seen, 60% now of companies that suffer a major ransomware attack are out of business in 12 months. So it's a, it's a major, major problem out there. We want to keep you safe um, and, and putting those controls uh, through um, the financial controls and through the cybersecurity solutions, uh, really important for all, all businesses of all sizes. That's all the questions we've got for today's episode of Cyber Sentinel. I want to thank Jason Waters from JW Financial for being our guest today and talking a little bit about that finance side. Um, you can find Jason at your podcast, which is? Jason Waters, hashtag Cashflow. Awesome. And we're uh, hashtag Cyber Sentinel. So keep your questions coming. We'll want to feature those on a future episode.